0: You have found the Redhead Family Therapy Guy and a Mike podcast, looking at mental health through a pop culture lens.
1: All right. And you're back with another podcast from the Redhead Family Therapy Guy and a Mike. And we're so excited to be talking to you today. I am so like giddy about the movie today. (laughs) It was so (laughs) much fun to watch. I watched it with the jackalope and we're doing uh, the Lost Boys.
0: I think it's really funny. I, I had this thought a couple of times as I was watching the movie um, compared to other movies of its time. that are rated PG. This one's rated R. It was R. J- yeah. I just thought, man, there's PG movies during this mm-hmm. time period are that are worse. than this. So
1: I, like, uh, I think just it's the vibe R- or the theme or something. I, um, I think the R rating happens with multiple F words, nudity, exposure, of course breast nudity was legit in PG-13s but I think the thing that changes like movies that are horror or action movies is when they do blood splatter. Yeah, when there's blood wondering. splatter, I think when it gets blood splatter it's R. And the blood splatter is, you know, just when they kind of they murder all the bikers or whatever. Yeah, there's the one scene where it's yeah, it's, it's pretty it's yeah, pretty it okay. gets a little bit more though the, i wanted to like wait but the bathroom scene oh is... at the end <laughs> that <laughs> whole ending it's like oh like that it's... house is trashed <laughs> you, you you've got the same thing. Demolish I'm like, it. i My like grandpa's gonna be pissed when he comes <laughs> home <dude."> <laughs> grandpa's <laughs> place crashed it is gone they did not follow the rules <laughs> no. oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> so um one of the things that i thought was great and i didn't remember i don't think i watched this movie very many times maybe just a couple maybe one or two my brother really liked the show because he was into the whole horror he liked horror movies i didn't like horror movies but um but i remember really liking this movie and i didn't r- recall that there was so much of at least the first half of the movie takes place at that boardwalk yeah and it it took me back a lot because like boardwalks for me were like a really I don't know if romanticized is the right word. Exciting. Mm-hmm. We didn't go a bunch because, you know, the shore was like an hour and a 20 minutes from my house. <clears throat> so I, we could have gone a lot more. I don't know why my parents didn't. Maybe because they're kind of like tourist traps. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I got into high school and we could drive, um, my friends and I would go a lot. Uh-huh. And, um, Like we'd skip school or um you know we'd go during the summer it's just like an hour drive and i have just a lot of fun memories from going on the boardwalk and yeah did you have a boardwalk experience growing up or were you landlocked? Uh-huh.
0: yeah anytime we'd go to the beach there'd be there'd be uh we'd go visit boardwalk different board. i mean california has so many <laughs> boardwalks does it yeah but we, yeah we would go i, I mean growing up we would go to different boardwalks i remember going to newport the most which has a a boardwalk it doesn't have all the the rides like i remember going to balboa park also that was more probably oh, yeah. characteristic of a a boardwalk and then uh there were some up north more that we would go to and i can't remember I can't remember all the names or the I can't remember. But we would go Wildwood
1: kids. Wildwood. Is that like a TV show or two? A reality TV show? But Wildwood was like the crazy one. Yeah, you're on East Coast, right? You're yeah. talking about
0: yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we would go all the time. But I thought so too. I thought the boardwalk scenes were very nostalgic. For me, mm-hmm. the opening scene is something I'll always remember. This is a movie that I remember watching numerous times with my cousin Heidi at her house in Big Bear. Um, I I remember we would watch it a lot. (laughs) And, uh, and that's one, one of the things I remember are the flying scenes where they have them and the camera. I always remember certain scenes would make me feel like kind of sick because the cinematography is like real, especially when they, Introduce the car in uh-huh. kind of the opening part and they're like circling around it every time i watch that i'm like i get a
1: little nauseous <laughs> light <laughs> stomach there buddy uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that's hilarious well and it wasn't a drone it nope was, no it was yeah it wasn't a drone drone <laughs> drone, drone uh, video recording back in the day
0: Something I'll always remember is like the theme song. Yeah, I don't know if you so picked up good.
1: on that. The music is so eighties good. Like it they really—it's I can't believe how defining of a characteristic that is for eighties and nineties movies, and how much better that makes movies. Yeah, they it just really so much better.
0: Show, I don't know if they just spent more time was choosing more music thing? back then, yeah, or what. More
1: of a thing. The songs I, are
0: so good. I wrote down the lines that they would keep singing. It mm. was thou mm. shall not fall. Thou uh. shall not die. Thou shall not fear. Mm. Thou shall not kill. And I thought that was really interesting um, to see or, or, or to see the, cause we turned the subtitles on. So I was able to read it. Oh, cool. And, and I had never really paid attention. I don't mm. think I realized as a kid what the, what the words were like the, I guess that's the chorus probably of the song, right?
1: Yeah. I went and listened to a bunch of the songs. Like I went on YouTube and found the album. Cause I couldn't find it on. It didn't come up on Amazon. Music. Who sings
0: it? Did, did you find uh, that information? I didn't, take, I, no. I didn't even I try to look, look it up.
1: Yeah. I can, I can look it up as we're chatting. Um, it was a bunch of various artists. I think.
0: I love who they have in the movie too. So they have, uh, is it Diane Wiest? I think is the mom which is she plays a mom in like so many things. Still to this day, she still plays moms. (laughs) Well, I
1: think one of the most iconic roles for me for her is I Am Sam. We should totally put that on the list. That is a great movie.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things I remember, and I can't remember now what they were. Um, I had Heather read me off a list. I was like, oh, yeah, she's in that and she's in that. She's Um, in so many things. Yeah, she is. And then I love that they had the actor who plays Bill S. Preston from uh, Bill and Ted.
1: I know, right? He's the one that goes down first. Yeah. He, I was like, I'm like, dies. when they went into the cave, when they went into the cave, I'm like, are they really going to kill one of them right now? I know. Those I kids are so hardcore. Yeah, I'm they're like, I couldn't <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember. And I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to do it. And there was like so much blood splatter. It was all oh, it gooey was disgusting. And it was so like oil. Gross. Yeah, it was really gross. Um, the and first, then the
0: dad, or the not the dad, the uh, the head vampire is the grandpa from Gilmore Girls. Which just yeah, that's what my kids Gives my me a walks it's So through. funny. My daughter
1: walks through. She's like, <laughs> as I think it was, she's like, he's the head vampire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. The it's opening awesome. song, and then of course, Keeper Sutherland. I, the opening song, which I don't know if is the one that has the lyrics from the one that you were quoting is cry little sister and that's by um gerald mcmahon
0: yeah i'm pretty sure that's the opening song Isn't well it? i mean the opening song i think is the song i'm quoting because it, it like it reprises plays throughout
1: through the movie yeah I
0: yeah i want to know your opinion and thoughts on the awesome half-naked saxophone <laughs> rock dude In, I was like, I was like, well, he's really parts of the movie. I was
1: like, he's really lubed up. I'm like, he's all (laughs) greasy and shiny. He's like into his rock, dude. He's all like saxon it. (laughs) a little hip thrust. Going this must on. have
0: been like the heydays of Michael Bolton, right? Where you have know, that right, sexy saxophone, and then also remember we had Bill Clinton, right? That would <laughs> play the sax. Oh, so it was like not- the hey. How, how about this? How
1: about if we don't remember that? Can we, can we not remember that, please? <laughs> well, no, Schum- I want to remember it. It's awesome. mature I don't know how to say this. It. Schumer, Schumer. 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 Or uh, what? The, I'm not sure. Was the guy about? who wrote or directed, or maybe uh, maybe he directed? Was oh, it Sh- Joel Schumacher? Is that yeah, Chris? yeah, yeah, yeah? He's the one that directed, and he, you know, he's he's gay, and um, and his whole idea for the Lost Boys was it's it's a spin on like Peter Pan. It's the he was like, oh, I wonder what it would be like if the Lost Boys of Peter Pan were all vampires. And so it was supposed to be like kids, which is what I think the little kid is kind of like they, they retain the one little kid, the little boy. So I then is Michael stars. supposed to be Peter and Star supposed to be Wendy or. Um, I think star is supposed to be Tinkerbell and, um, and they changed the gender. So is Michael the Jason, older whatever? brother? Yeah. The older brother. He's a handsome man, dude. Um, he's like the Wendy character. So they did like a flip or whatever. So then, who's Peter Pan? Um, I think uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland is Peter Pan. Oh, and um, he's like was, if we were gonna go off, off
0: off a hook, I feel like he would be Rufio. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I, it like got lost in translation because like a it was little supposed bit, to yeah. be it was supposed to be like kids, and then they like totally sexualized it's it. And made like they totally made like sexy teens.
0: It's totally doable though. You think about vampire, right? You live forever. We don't yeah. age.
1: And so yeah, it's like Peter Pan is really like a vampire. He's really like an evil character just trying to trap boys. You know, suspend them.
0: So then, who is to... the head vampire?
1: I guess that would be Hook. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: like loose, but I get it. Yeah, yeah that could totally yeah. work. And yeah. then Wonderland is just kind of like the cave place that fell into the Yeah, the, the cave the or
1: even the pier, you know, or, or the boardwalk. Oh, true. Or, you know, yeah, the pier. It's, it's kind of like a fun game place
0: that you kind of The pier stay. reminds me more of Pinocchio. Like now we're diving into all, the, all these old cards. <laughs> reminds me of Pinocchio, right? What's the name of that place where they go where mm, all the Pinocchio. kids are like going crazy?
1: Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what like it reminds the de- me of. the den of debauchery. Yeah. They, uh, party it out. Yeah. Kind of like the layer in <laughs> Maybe in, he uh... mixed a bunch of movies, right? <laughs> yeah. Well they and they were totally kind of like he said they were just kind of making it up as they went along because it like they changed uh-huh. the script so much, so they just kinda like went with it and it turned out to be a huge hit it was like uh you know it made like three times as much as it cost to film and then on dvd or it, like video I, on DVD it must it have been popular
0: cuz i remember we watched it a lot oh, everybody when i was you know, a kid yeah it.
1: yeah everybody um, I mean, I was a little bit on the young side. My brother's generation, who's he's five years older than me, they watched everybody watched and everybody talked about it. It was a ton. Well, I'm sure know. I was probably two years. But there's definitely this. <laughs> there's definitely this theme of lost, right? Because vampire is like a lost soul, a damn soul. Yeah. You know, and it's like a forgotten generation. You know, of course, we've got the whole single mom motif coming out again mm-hmm. with the divorce from the dad. And, you know, the boys are kind of lost with their change of lifestyle coming into a new community. And where do they fit in? And, um, you know, the thing that really I I was going to kind of reserve this a little bit, but it's just coming to my mind now. You know, the thing that really struck me, it was like, oh, I wonder if this is kind of a subconscious um, tale of like teenage boys feeling the need to protect their moms from the blood sucking boyfriends. Right. Because like mm-hmm. the boyfriend, you know, puts on is all nice and everything. But he's actually a vampire, an abusive, blood sucking vampire. And the boys end up kind of, you know, protecting their mom from this. Of course, I guess, the the vanquisher of the foe is really grandpa. You know?
0: Yeah. And he's like the he's like in Hook, the I lost my marbles lost boy oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah right yeah. sorry well, well and i think no oh, that's great Peter i also think um <laughs> i think he's a half blood too right because he was drinking blood from the fridge right grandpa the grandpa oh i don't know yeah. i don't know if i ever
0: even recognized i noticed he he drank like the soda thing or
1: something yeah but i think it was blood
0: like, oh yeah i, think, I
1: didn't and I he didn't was wearing know. sunglasses during the day Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I noticed halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, he was wearing sunglasses. And well, and I totally noticed that he was like like during the night, you mean? No, during the day, like when he was outside, he was constantly I mean, yeah, he always night, had sunglasses. Yeah, or during the day. You and know, he I and I noticed at one point too that he was like shaving the fence post into, you know, skewers. I'm like, well, that's gonna add up later. So, yeah. Because I didn't remember. Like I totally had forgotten. Like I don't remember. think I caught him drinking blood after he killed it and he
0: said something about you know yeah so then he would totally be the dude from the old guy that was a lost boy in hook that lost his
1: marbles exactly yeah that was just kind of hanging around
0: yeah i I think it's interesting you know you mentioned the thing about the boys protecting their mother what's really interesting is that uh earlier like at one point in the film the young the younger brother i can't remember his name comes into the movie store when his mom is working and his mom makes a big deal right about you know it's okay for i i you know it's okay for me to date him and he's like i don't care about him it's not about him it's about this other thing right and and it's interesting that well it
1: ended up being about him, right? Yeah, totally did. <laughs> he was just worried about his brother and losing his brother. But there's yeah. a whole thing there too about like high school and figuring out who you are. Um Corey Haim is Sam. Jason Patrick oh, yeah, is Sam's handsome the handsome brother She's such a handsome man. Um is Michael. Yeah, he, Michael. He for else was David. Well something that was really interesting to me also
0: it is that um you know you have David which is the i guess head junior half-blood vampire dude right yeah. the oldest brother maybe yeah that? and then you have star who is um trying not to partake and right. i just so thought got the got was but... interesting because it's like oh, star, of, star david. of david and so i don't know if there was any thing like, to that or not but i just thought that was really interesting they named her star and then he was mm-hmm. david and
1: that is interesting.
0: And there's like, some, there's you know, there's pressure there. And only David knows who the head vampire is. But then there's some type of relationship between those two, right? Where there's some type of connection. So I, I don't know. I just thought that that was interesting, the naming of the two. And then you think about the older brother is Michael, which is the archangel, right? So I don't know if there's like a playoff of, of some type names. of scriptorial Michael. thing or something. Yeah.
1: What are the other? Let's see. What are the other? Yeah, I don't remember vampires? what the other
0: vampires' names are. What is the um, Marco did you look up them? and then the
1: Marco head vampire? One.
0: Um, I just kept thinking to say Polo Max. whenever they said Marco. That's the only thing that came to. <laughs> um,
1: Edward Herman was Max. That's the dad. Group oh, Max. Yeah. Um, so it just Bill ends and there. Ted, I think, Ted with those three is uh is he Ted from Bill and Ted? He's Bill S. Preston. Um. So he's Marco. And then okay. one of the other vampires was Dwayne. Dwayne. Um, one of the other <laughs> ones was Paul.
0: Paul. And well, then I guess you had Paul's an Alan
1: Frog. Frogs are really weird. I
0: bosses. know. The Frog Brothers. I thought that's so, like, kind of cool. Like, you always think of, like, demon hunters or vampire hunters and they always have i feel like these odd names and so it's the frog brothers i feel like that was fitting for yeah. vampire
1: hunter well brothers. it was just so interesting how Corey feldman like carried himself like always like talking in a deep voice like like <laughs> intentionally it just didn't seem well the opening Jack...
0: scene with the with sam going to the comic shop was really interesting yeah, right yeah it was fun and and it was also interesting to me they played sam off as really being young but I feel like he's at least a teenager, but I feel like they're playing okay. him off to be like five yeah. to eight, but he's gotta be like 12. Yeah.
1: I. Yeah. It seems to me that like his persona and how he cares himself feels like an 11 or 12 year old, but he looked like he was 16. I was, I was, I was so distracted by his early outfits in the film. They were so big. And colorful oh yeah. In the 80s. They're, they're definitely so 80s outfits. Quintessential early 80s. You know well, what I mean? What,
0: I thought was really interesting is he was scared of the closet being open. He was scared of everything his yeah. grandpa brought in. It's just he like took one of those bath, you know, and he wanted to yeah, have his playtime in the bath. Like exactly. that seems younger than eleven or twelve yeah. to me. That seems like five to eight.
1: Or nine. <laughs> or something. nine. Well, yeah. But it didn't, it didn't quite work. It was like that was, it was interesting. It was like yeah. that was the idea. It was like they needed an ET age kid, is what they needed. They did, but then the his friends, the frog brothers that he'd be friends,
0: they seem all the same age, but yeah. those brothers act the age that they look. I feel like,
1: and so exactly. it's really
0: an interesting juxtaposition of those characters coming together. And especially how in the opening scenes in the comic shop, which the comic shop is funny too, because the parents are just always like yeah, wasted. Jack
1: was really disturbed by that. He's like, "Are they dead?" Yeah, he like he's like they're like leaning <laughs> each other on the glass. He's like, "Are they just..." Like stoned out dead, or are they dead? And there's something to that, which is why the boys were so like determined to, yeah, you know, I don't know, fight They're back just like because killing. their parents were killed by vampires or something <laughs> like that. It was really strange. Well, you know, I think, I think, uh, the Feld, I think Corey Feldman and Corey Haim were like only like 13 actually during the filming the movie. Yeah, that's that seems right. Yeah, that's I remember reading something about that because there was this whole. Uh, what's his bucket? The director said that after the saxophone scene at the hotel, like things were insane. He's like, I won't say anything else, but he's like the party scene was really crazy. And he's like 13 year olds. And the 18 year olds, he's like, I don't know. He's like, it probably wasn't good. (laughs) I I can't believe you don't
0: have more to say about the saxophone scene. Like that blew my mind. I think it was was just a little bit going
1: on. I think it was just (laughs) like, I think there was actually, I think there was like a whole, a homoerotic kind of vibe to this movie because the the, the vampires aren't really interested in girls star kind of there and it's kind of suggested that you know Kiefer sutherland's character has got a relationship but i don't i don't think so i think there was like this whole other theme and people were I asking don't know that the
0: vampires are really interested i don't think they even get into that at all like sexuality it, besides between star and michael
1: Right, right. Well, that's well, and the, the mom and some of the Max. commentary I I read a couple websites and when I was looking at what people thought about the show, there was this whole idea of that the Lost Boys are kind of trying to induct uh, Michael into their you know gay lifestyle, you know, and and uh, bringing him in and poisoning. I mean, if him it's
0: and, pa- if it's played off Peter Pan, it's just not a part of it, right? They're kids.
1: Right. Well, but that's how the whole evolution happened. Like the guy that directed it was like, yeah, we totally made it sexy and all about kind of the coming of age. I mean, it's more subversive. It's not like in your face, but he's like, that was the idea was for them to all be like really sexy, you know, intriguing, kind of compelling teenagers, you know, but they're vampires.
0: You don't want, like you don't uh, what movie has vampires that aren't that <laughs>
1: sexy, yeah, yeah, you know well, what I it is. Well, it's this whole metaphor of like being inducted, right? It's like this rite of passage, you're innocent, and then you partake of you know this forbidden behavior that you're supposed to wait till you're an adult, and so you become lost, right? You become your soul gets lost by you know violating um a standard, whether it's yeah. a religious standard or which whether ha- that's, that's a social what I, standard, yeah. I see
0: that with like with her, right? With star and Michael. And then with the vampires, they're just like, I don't see any sexuality. It's just, they're vampires.
1: Well, it's just, I think it's just the mystique. It's the mystery. It's the induction. It's the invitation. Yeah. And I think there was like, there was suggestions around the whole like the drugging and then the playfulness. And then like uh, the, the metaphor was, you know, them kind of hanging on the bridge under the train. And like letting go, essentially like accepting and and jumping in was kind of the suggested metaphor of kind of being seduced into uh, this culture or this lifestyle or whatever.
0: Of being a vampire? Or gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not get any of that out of that. I, I think that's probably a stretch from my mind to even get to where you're going. but i think no i'm I'm sharing commentaries i read that wasn't that's not yeah i don't i don't follow that but i think there's some really fun things that happen in the movie (laughs) throughout the movie i love some of the lines of the grandpa but i'm wondering for you what do you think are some of the bigger themes that you saw with this movie i enjoyed the movie it was fun um Mm -hmm. i'm not sure i really got themes out of it. So I'm curious for you, what themes did you see that would be meaning or purposeful to, um, like our mental
1: health world? Yeah. I really think the idea of kind of losing yourself and losing Mm. your soul, right. There's this whole, you know, commentary on, um, How I mean to me, one of the things like the '80s and was a big change. You know, it was a big change—the breakdown of kind of the nuclear family. So I, I think that there is this whole idea of the family kind of being lost in one respect, or the traditional nuclear family kind of being lost with the divorce, and you know that that as a kid of divorce, that you can really get lost. You know, and and when parents are you know if you've got a single parent working to try to pay for everything you know, they're just providing. So their attentiveness to kids can be mitigated because of stress and because of time. And so it's like those kids are off playing and getting lost into a dangerous world or getting inducted or pulled into a dangerous world. So I think there was a lot of commentary there in regards to, you know, is that bad or, you know, making that permissive or exploring what that was. And
0: you know, One kind of thing, losing
1: your soul, you know, yeah. experimenting with drugs, you know, finding love or or at least experimentation of relationships, whether that's homo, you know, homo homosexual or whether it's heterosexual. You One
0: thing that I found interesting on that part is uh and Heather made this comment. So E. T. and Lost Boys are a few years apart. Mm-hmm. And in ET, the mom is just leaving the kids. At home, like it's yeah. like, okay, let me. I gotta go do this, or I gotta go, do, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're just left there alone. Mm-hmm. And then we jump to Lost Boys, and the mom is like, uh, overprotective of this teenage boy that she's like, okay, he can't be left at home. Someone needs to be watching him. Someone uh, needs the to older, be with she's him. She's like,
1: why aren't you there? Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and he, you know, obviously, Sam is way older than ET.
1: I yeah. can't remember the character's name. I can't remember what his name was. I think was. in the script he, though he, I think you're right though I think he was meant to really be younger. Well, and
0: I think what's interesting about that is that we see from from you know this mom's perspective, Early I think this feeling 80s. of inadequacy, this feeling of of I fear that I'm not there. For mm-hmm. my child and doing what my child needs, despite the fact that she is doing things to to better their life. Right. She mm-hmm. moved them to somewhere where they can afford to live. She's got a job. She's working on bringing income. And She's It's such an interesting. Support. She's thing. got a
1: support system with grandpa. Yeah,
0: it's such an interesting thing in that three years and it, maybe not even the three years. Maybe it's just the different movies or the different directors. But in mm-hmm. E.T., it's still a single mother. But there's not that that fear or inadequacy as much in that mom as it seems to be in this mom.
1: Yeah, she seems a little bit more progressed, a little bit more open. She's not like you don't she's not giving all kinds of rules. You know what I mean? She's kind of letting them go out and explore. Right. Yeah. With E.T., Oh, I was thinking of the newer one. No, the know. newer
0: one, I don't think she's progressed at all. I think she's stuck oh, in really? her inadequacy and fear. No, well, I mean more that's the whole point socially, is she won't.
1: I mean more permissive, let's say. Oh, but you seem the other one. Well, I guess I would see the E.T. mom is almost I don't want to say neglectful. But.
0: but the mom, you know, the mom in this one is having to have her teenage son be watched because sure. she's and she immediately leaves the the dinner date she immediately like is at his beck and call and i think that's That's because of her inadequacy and her fear in this movie and i feel like they really played on so we still have kind of the same type of archetype right where it's the single mom yeah but then in this movie i feel like we see a lot more of mom really moving towards being protective of the child and i i was just noticing i think that's because She has some feelings of inadequacy, some feelings of, of not measuring up. And she mentions like, I haven't been on a date in a long time. I haven't done Mm -hmm. things for myself in a long time. Like she's mentioning that we say those things because we feel inadequate and we want someone to comfort us in that moment and say, yeah, you should do this. You should do that, but she should do what she feels like she should do. But she's stuck in that, that inadequacy, that fear. And that came across to me a lot more in this movie than in ET. And I thought it was really interesting because around the same time period
1: yeah I guess I thought of her as more progressed because she seemed more um, like tuned into that something was going on with her son, and like you can talk to me about it, like she was engaging an emotional conversation and a and uh like she knew something with her was older up. son, yeah with yeah, them. yeah, yeah, and so I guess I was thinking that she seemed a little less checked out than e t mom because she was being proactively engaging around his coming of age story. You know what I mean? I thought it was also really interesting as the younger brother that, um, is that Sam? Yeah. Sam's the younger brother and the older brother's Michael, that there was this idea of like Sam losing his older brother, you know, losing him to peer culture or to the lost boys, you know what I mean? And him like, you've become something else, you know? And, there's the sense of preservation and it seems like Michael is not saved. Isn't the right word, but protected by the relationship, by the the love, by the love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that, you know, seems there. It was interesting to me that this seemed like another like sibling relationship movie. Like we talked about with Hocus Pocus because a lot of that, I mean, mom's there and matters and all that kind of stuff, but it seems like the real thrust, you know, he's the one that, that gets the vampire hunters involved you know he's the one that's protecting him and a lot of the younger brother is protecting him and and trying to kind of preserve him and definitely michael is protected by the attachment to the younger brother that he doesn't just kind of jump ship and embrace the vampire lifestyle or something like that it seemed like significant well and that's really
0: interesting because on that point it's really interesting that it there's like these stages, right? And I'm one, I was wondering what your thoughts were. So it goes from worry about his brother to fear of his brother, mm-hmm. back to worry Concerned. about or his protection, brother, protection or progression. Yeah. Per se. And, and do we protects. do we see that in life? Right? Do you see those cycles, or or do you see mm-hmm. those things happen in in the everyday life for people? And I thought it was really interesting that there's that cycle there of worry for becoming fear of and i think of like parenting even mm-hmm. we for our kids have worry for and then fear of and then worry for what they become yeah like well we're and it's fearful. interesting too
1: it's interesting too that the movie suggests that what uh, michael is becoming could be a, a a danger to the younger brother right because there's this suggested part when he's you know, first awakening in his yeah, in the vampire state scene. where he's coming for him. And he mm-hmm. sa- even says, doesn't he say like, I was coming for you or something like that. No, He says, dog. he says the dog saved you, right? Or the dog which, protected you. The dog oh, protected that, yeah. you. So that, that's an interesting idea of like him getting pulled away by this vampire culture, um, you know, as a danger. Well, and
0: and I wonder if that's family. symbolic of protected you from knowing what I am Because Mm -hmm. he wasn't telling Sam what was going on or what he knew. Sam just found out. And then that's what I feel like brought them the connection is when they, when Michael realized Sam knew and and Michael was telling Sam or, or, you know, they kind of found out too at the window scene, right. Where he's floating out of the outside (laughs) outside of the wind. But it's really interesting how we hide things from people because we're trying to maybe protect them. And then not realizing that most of the time people know something might be up. And if we were just to open and share, then connection happens. And I think that's that cycle that I was mentioning is fear for like worry of something, then fear Mm -hmm. of that person, then worry again, because once they had that connection, then it went back to where it started, which was, Oh, I want to help. I want, Mm -hmm. I, I care about you. And when we don't share when we're not open or when we think the other person doesn't know it creates it creates danger right and i think that's what maybe that scene that bathroom scene can be symbolic of in our lives is the danger of not being open with someone
1: that cares about us not not connecting with them yeah yeah it's a yeah it's a great observation about the the arc of the relationship and how those um fears or concerns can kind of metamorphosize. It
0: it is interesting, right? And it's interesting to me, the different relationships, like the relationship of David with Max and the relationship of David with Star and the relationship of Star and Michael. You know, there's like these different relationships. And then the mom with her kids, which we talked about already, which is really different, right? Mm -hmm. Her relationship with Michael versus her relationship with Sam is just 180 i feel like from each other but there's these relationships that really kind of stand out that are interesting you know going back to the the you know the lost boys you know even if that was the message like homosexuality i still don't understand the relationship of david and star like were they brother sister you know or, or yeah they just it car- it's really interesting
1: yeah i don't know if yeah she was just a pro- i don't know yeah because jack my son, jack even suggests he's like is that is that her kid? You know, like, did she have like a teen pregnancy? Well, that's
0: really interesting, too, right? Because you have Star and the young boy's relationship. Right. And then, and then you have another counter relationship of David and Star and the young boy. Yeah, and there's like all these different relationships that I think have meaning and purpose, but I'm not quite sure with it's some of confusing. them what it I is. don't know if
1: they weren't intentional. I think I think the movie just kind of came together and played out, which is interesting because you did then it's say all they kind of rewrote it a lot, right? Yeah, they, they well had... they just they just kind of did it as they went along. Because I was really confused. Well, one in the early part of the movie, I just kept wondering who was going to die. I'm like, is that person going to die? Is that person going to die? <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to get hit by vampires? B- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. I was to wonder about that. Um. So yeah, it, it, it's, it, 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 it's confusing. Cause then it's like, um, what's his Michael or whatever. The older brother is drawn to star, but then it's like, well, is star with Keith, there's, you know, Kiefer Sutherland, which he's clearly not right. Because he, cause, cause she says later that um, Kiefer Sutherland said, you know, um, the head that, sorry, Starr said that Kiefer Sutherland wanted you to be my first kill. So it's like when he comes yeah. to the lair and they have uh, relations or sex or whatever, it was like that was her time to kill him. True. I but forgot about that. Yeah, but she didn't do it, right? So it, so it was really, yeah, there's a was, lot of like playfulness. There's this lot of like, which is interesting to not care, right? It's like,
0: and, and what bond, is the young
1: kid's name? The little boy. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd have to look, but because
0: I wonder if there's something to what you're saying with because it's um, she's like Laddie, the, Laddie as well. well. That doesn't mean anything, but mm. she's like the star, right? And 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 she's kind of like that guiding star where she doesn't, she's not partaking, and she won't. And that but she's seems- a
1: half blood. And so's the little boy. They're both half-bloods, just yeah. like Michael was made by drinking Kiefer Sutherland's blood. And, and
0: David's kind of like, not like, what's going on? Why won't you do it? Doesn't she have commentary
1: about that too? Like, why aren't I think, you? I think it's just part of that induction, right? It's like, well, the thing that's really fascinating to me about the Lost Boy crew and this is always interesting to me with evil in movies. You know, it's like there's this real, there's this there's this lack of commitment to relationship, right? Which is part of the reason why they're evil, because there's not attachment. So you're just an object to be used. And so it's really fascinating to me that the key for Sutherland character David is real like, I'll, I'll happily have Michael become part of the clan or I'll happily have star become part of the clan. Like there's no investment either, or or which matters more or which he'd prefer. You know, it's just like whoever we can pull into this, we'll pull in. And it's just kind of a game, you know, and it's, it's, it's terrifying to me because the game is like, Yeah, you become a part of the clan, or you get murdered. It's just like you know, there's no like halfway, or there's no care. There's just complete disregard for life. Well, they just care
0: about eternal life, right? They just care about being powerful and not dying. And well, and and like either you're a part of the
1: club, you're a part of the mayhem. Well, that I think that's so interesting
0: because you're you know kind of what you're talking about. Jacengo is in this is really interesting because Star. It makes sense, maybe that's why her name, because she's like that guiding light. She doesn't partake fully, she resists, she won't. And she's what enables Michael also. Her it's connection with him man. allows him to move forward. So he has he has this growth throughout the movie where he has a connection point with his brother that really kind of gets him moving forward. And he has a connection point with Star where mm-hmm. he cares about her and that Wants moves to him forward. Her. Yeah. And and so it's really interesting that. That there's really this quite this difference this dichotomy of of connection leading forward and and not connecting just stagnating like they're stuck at that age forever there's no growth there's no progression they're just vampires and they don't Really grow, they don't really change their mindset. It's just always, yeah. what can I do to get well, more
1: people in, so I have more power. Well, it seems like Max was trying to confront that, right? Because he had romanticized this idea of creating this hodgepodge family, like the family boys. You know, his lost boys needed a mother. Yeah, talk about is, that. You know, then, so what is his purpose? Because he's the head vampire, and he mm-hmm. wants a mom. He wants a mom so for what the boys. Because he
0: talks a little bit Maybe about because, that, but well, what is the purpose? That was I confusing think, to me.
1: I think there's an aspect where he's a little bit more refined. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a little bit more socialized. He's not out as much in mayhem. And so maybe the idea is like, you know, these boys won't be as lost if I have a partner and they have a mother. So is you he? You know what I mean? Which the line he, with that is hilarious, too. Because, is he uh, good? Is he not, no, he's good? not good? he's not good. So he's not good. But maybe he's trying to hold on to or, again, like reassert. Or reestablish this kind of modified version of the nuclear family, you So know, why one is that's he different
0: in the rest of the vampires. Then to where he has, different. he has like some intention that seems good. Like, well, he's family. got a store,
1: he's got a business, right? Yeah. Got, well, I think that's just... to
0: hide, sure. you know, who he is. I think, or maybe, or trying maybe to he fit has good society. intentions. So that's what I'm not sure. Like, what is why is he different? He's the head vampire, but yeah why like that's interesting to me how there's that difference between the vampires and him that's why it's so hard to know he's a vampire so is it all just a play so that no one even can knows. realize he'd be a vampire or is, or is, or is, is there something the too
1: or is there like the subconscious need to kind of have normalcy you know it's like you know if you're a, if, if you're suspended in a murderous vampire lifestyle it's a certain kind of prison right because there's no progression which is a great and so point. which so you know maybe there's this hope or like if i can seduce a mother and bring her into the family we can have some kind of progression versus well, you know and what that's we are a
0: great point because that's where it's kind of confusing to me because the lost boys represent stuckness to me like they don't progress they just have one focus and that is to build yeah to build their ability to continue to stay where they're at forever Mm -hmm. but then the max
1: character seems to have a different
0: well he's like a grown-up
1: right They're, you know they're they're the metaphor of just the rowdy teenagers and he's kind of the matured father figure that's gotten past that let's say i love the line that uh that frog the one of the frog brothers says that like oh that's great a blood-sucking brady bunch (laughs)
0: yeah that (laughs) was awesome i think it was uh uh, feldman that said it uh uh, Corey feldman i think said that line and it was really funny (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah it was hilariously placed at that (laughs)
0: another funny line from that i loved in the movie was the grandpa when he's when he gets the reader digest and it's like he's like you'll notice sometimes a little bit and you know how they had those stickers they had like the address on them or whatever Mm -hmm. on the magazine Mm -hmm. he's like this will come up a little bit but don't pull it because if you pull it, it'll rip it. And then he's, and then the, the, uh, uh, Sam, I think is like, well, do you, where's your TV at? And he's like, well, I don't need a TV. I've got the readers or I've got the TV guy. Like, why do I
1: need a TV when I can just read the TV guide? TV guides, dude. I totally remember. <laughs> I think I said th- readers. There, there was, but- you did. Yeah, there was a, there was the thin TV guide that was more like a magazine. Uh-huh. And then the and, and there was tiny the thick, one. Yeah, the yeah. smaller one that was thick that you really could read. Isn't that hilarious? You I remember, remember we would get it TV too book. as a kid. I, I think probably mm-hmm. everyone did. Yeah, of course you did. You need to know what's on TV. And all <laughs> I no remember internet to go look it up. Well, yeah, all, all I, I remember TV
0: about guide. it was you could look and see what was going to be on. I don't remember like anything else in it besides that. Do you? I don't remember what was. I the
1: remember name. that there were articles. I remember there were. That the okay. smaller one that was thicker. Probably had articles. I don't. I never read them, but articles about the TV shows or about the actors. So grandpa would
0: just read those and he's like, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I found, I found out about this, this is about. a lot
1: quicker. I yeah, I love, of course, with all of these movies, I'm always so taken back by, of course, no cell phones. And then, yeah, like a TV guide or yeah. you know, looking <laughs> up like, oh, what's on TV? Let's look in the TV guide. It was totally, it was on the stand. It was on like, you know, wherever our entertainment center was. It was like always right there. You could grab it and like flip through. And, and the
0: crazy thing is now is, why would you like most people don't even look up what's on TV. You just go find what you want to watch and watch it right there. It's It's so crazy how different it is now it's on (laughs) demand.
1: Everything's on demand. It's like what we talked about before. There's no, there's no resilience of waiting for when it's put out there for you to consume. Now you can consume whatever you want, whenever you want when and whatever quantity you want, which is really interesting. Part of nostalgia for me, whenever
0: I have to, like we go on a trip or I have a work trip and I need to stay in a hotel because hotels have, I mean, they still, they have on demand, but they have just normal like TV, right? Or cable TV. Yeah. And it's so, it's so fun to me to not Click be able yeah, to just go see what's on. Cause that's what you used to it's do. Nothing. As know, a kid, you just look, well, on. you're like, oh, it's always the same stuff. Or man, there's nothing on and we have 60 channels. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: hilarious. Or isn't that the worst when you, you get the, you'll be clicking and you just catch commercial on every phone. Oh, yeah. It's, the worst. it's like they've Well, that aligned. was always the worst about watching <laughs> TV with a sibling, like whoever got the remote. Oh, because you'd yeah. never watch a commercial. Like, you'd flip channels. You'd flip to another channel. The best was when there'd be a sporting event on and you wanted to watch a show. Because you'd be watching a show and you'd go to the sporting event. When the show was on commercial, but yeah, Yeah. it seemed like they got the wiser and they did a lot of the the commercial breaks about the same time. It would drive me nuts. Like my dad was
0: hardcore about that. Like if it went to commercial, he'd switch to see what else is on. And I would get so frustrated because then he'd find something, and then we would watch that till it went to commercial. And then he, then I'd be like, "Well, go back to my show." And then we yeah. go back to my show, and, and it's on like commercial already,
1: again. And I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> "Dang it! Are you missing Yeah, it was a very complicated. There was a lot of stress and conflict yes. in the families around yeah. how all that went down. <laughs> And that's what built our, yeah, especially if our powers you're watching of resilience a show. as children <laughs> yeah especially if you're watching a show you don't want to miss anything you know what i mean like so then oh, you would just leave it just, i can or you'd it. use
0: your vcr and tape it right right you, but i can you, remember you <laughs> i can
1: remember my mom going just leave it just leave it yes you like, don't miss anything yes. like family ties is coming back on and i need to see what happens <laughs> after that because how many shows would give you hangers before the commercial it's break? It's so cool. Because now, I mean, it doesn't even matter. Like,
0: my girls could care less because when we tell them, hey, turn off the TV, they're like, okay. Because they just pause it and then come yeah, back right where they were later. left off. Go like, watch the whole it's, it's like like the whole... it's like video games. Remember playing... I remember playing save. Mario Brothers and I was so excited.
1: There was no save.
0: You would just leave it. You would just turn the TV off and leave the Nintendo on. Oh.
1: It was stressful, though, because it could get reset
0: by accident. It My could get reset. Could or it. if you're not careful about where you stop, like if you don't stop yeah. in between the areas, right spot, you could die.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can remember. Or there were some of the games that you couldn't save your progress. Maybe it was
0: Super Mario 3D that I started doing that because isn't, isn't Super Mario 3D? That's the one I think where you go to different levels where Mario Brothers, I think you just automatically start at a new level. So maybe right. it was well, maybe it was game would Super like auto
1: save what worlds you'd already beaten. Yeah. Was that three? Right. <laughs> I don't remember. All right. So I have a question just about the vampires, like vampires in general. Oh man. Cause I was like, I was like, what do you make of the whole, like that if the head vampire is killed and you're only halfway that you're delivered, like what's that about? And then like, I'm always like, and I haven't ever depth deep dived into vampires and metaphors of vampires. Like, what is the stake all about? Like, why does a wood stake kill a vampire? There's just so much blood, man. When that one vampire got doused in the bathtub of holy water... Oh, it's baptized. disgusting it's so gross it like comes out of the <laughs> sink of the pipes are everywhere the pipes in the kitchen are blowing up everywhere uh-huh. it was so doopy and oozy and gross but, but i don't what know do if it you... it's just because they're filled with blood right because they've consumed so much, so much blood like or something the release the release yeah. of all the, the mayhem
0: that i don't they... know the steak thing but i think it's supposed to be like
1: a steak through the heart so
0: maybe... yeah but what
1: is why is a wooden steak through the heart kill a vampire like what i don't
0: know but it's not just that right there's other things like the holy water and then there's also like isn't silver, silver is like or is that someone? werewolves where silver Bullets, silver yeah. bullet will work yeah. for werewolf i am yeah. not quite 100 on those things
1: so no no thoughts on what that's about or what the not,
0: why being like why it's wood? i mean yeah it's like the holy a, water is characteristic right of like redemption of the or... savior of Jesus Christ, right? And and I would think a wooden stake might be symbolic of that also. Like, like he was natural. Well, well, I mean, but he was crucified, right? On oh, on a wooden oh, cross. So oh, I wonder if that that's weird. maybe symbolic oh, it's of being that. subdued. I wonder it's if it's like killed. religious symbolism is killing the evil, right? And that's why subdued. it's ewed, holy water or a wood stake. Or you know, they'll do the cross, right? They're supposed the to be crossed. I don't burn. know why God garlic i'm not sure if there's some symbology religiously well, with garlic, garlic
1: or not i don't know garlic is a holy herb oh yeah. is it so it, it's probably <laughs> it's all, <a> joke. <laughs> well it's no like let's it. go with it yeah you're
0: right john it's it's just gotta be the holiness <laughs> stuff <It's> right
1: so <laughs> delicious and holy i mean i almost worship <laughs> garlic it's so delicious i mean let's what's be better than garlic yes. butter come on I mean, honey butter, maybe, but garlic. No, butter honey
0: is. butter is definitely better than garlic. Exactly. But garlic is really good in in the right quantities because you can get too much oh, like you in the can movie, right? right? Where Max yes. gets just the, the pure <laughs> garlic. That would be rough. That would be yeah. hard. In his breath, it. man, I've... it would be ugh, potent for a long time.
1: Yeah. So what about the half-blood scenario? Yeah, and, it's interesting. And killing the patriarchal vampire frees you from your dissension into full vampirehood. It's a really so, fascinating idea too, that you yeah. don't really become fully inducted until you murder yourself. I feel like that
0: might be a little different than other vampire yeah. movies that I've seen. So I'm not really sure kind of what this take is yeah you're you've and it's Did really interesting they just something? bring david's drink blade david's blood and that makes you a half vampire well
1: didn't he say something like that like where it's like your blood is in my veins and he's like well my blood's in my veins too there's something to that to the yeah. whole family thing like the family thing like being pulled into The lost boys, or remaining tied to your blood, you know your family. It's like, do you betray your family and become lost to it, or do you stay connected? Like, what blood is in your veins? Is your family blood in your veins, or do you accept the blood and become transformed into the other, and so you're? So yeah, that's really it. So it's like the loss, the fulfillment
0: of that commitment to Mm -hmm. this new family is to not only drink of the blood, but then to partake of someone else's life and you fulfill that connection completely. But it's a void or, connection, sever, or right? sever
1: your connection.
0: Yeah, well, you sever your your connection right from your, your fam, family, your actual family, yeah. and join this new family. But I feel like it's it's a void connect. Like I don't feel like there's a lot to it. The only one that shows I feel like really real emotion is is David when Marco is killed. You you see he's, he's upset, one of ours. and I wasn't sure about this. So David chases Sam, and he gets his hand burned because of the sun's coming up or whatever. Remember uh-huh. that part where he's yes. grabbing his like, and, they and then he has a tear. I don't know if the tear is over Marco or it's over his hand burning, but I thought that was the one time I saw some semblance of emotion that showed more connection and caring than just wanting to live forever in the age and gain control and power. Like, I I don't know if that was the intention of that scene, but I thought it was a really interesting part of the movie that I was, could go either way for me. Like he's just crying because it hurt or he's crying because he actually lost a brother. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I mean that is the only time that there is kind of this sense of uh, connection or care. Yeah, because he is that mad, looks like it. Yeah, he's definitely angry. He's upset he's about Marco dying. Yeah,
0: but oh. is he upset about Marco dying because he cares about Marco, or is he upset about Marco dying because that's one he's, less of his, or you his know, loss? Yeah, yeah his crew. <laughs> you know, right. his his power is shrinking because their ability to grow has diminished. Right. You know, right. is it that or? You know, I'm not sure where that goes. And, and that's why it's, you know, it's really interesting your question. It's It's, thin and, and shallow anyway, right? Well, that's my thought. And that's why, that's why it's like, man, you know, the appeal is really just eternal life in the state that you are because there's really no connection i feel like with them beyond the connection well, how of can let's be... kill more people and yeah, drink more blood
1: like we just we just run around together and... exactly which is really i was well, really they surprised they ride on their dirt bikes right which is real <laughs> 80s right i feel like that's so, so great, 80s yeah. cool <laughs> yeah like we're a gang or your or your BMX bikes <laughs> well i thought it was really bizarre that they didn't attack in concert when they came to the house you know like they're being killed yeah, by they're by. All like separated. when the one like When the one blew through the, the, um, the fireplace, I was like, where are the other guys? Like, he's just going to come in here solo. And then I was, I was really shocked. I was shocked that they, the frog brothers successfully killed the first vampire. And then I was shocked that they successfully, you know, or was it Corey Feldman that, that arrowed number two, like arrowed. It the, was not Corey Feldman. It was Sam. Oh, sorry. Sam, Sam, yeah. yeah. The or younger that's, brother. Is that what you meant? Yes. Yeah, Sam, yeah, the, the young, little, yeah. little brother. Mm-hmm. Corey Haim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both Corey. <laughs> and then they, you know, they're running around. They're trying to shoot them with the holy water guns. And then they, you know, baptize him. Mm-hmm. In the holy water baptize him unto death.
0: Yeah. Okay. It is interesting. You know, it just Why, shows not, once again, they're not, not like connected. it's just, yeah, it's just about, it's just, I mean, they're stuck. It's just about more. Uh, more ability to live forever at the age you are. Like, it's, there's no progression there. Yeah, free for all. And it is interesting, you know, they separate and so they're able to deal with them, right? Cause they stick together. I mean, for the most part, I mean, uh, uh, Sam and um michael gets separated yeah the the frog brothers stick together they're really yeah, they're like constantly. of the whole movie yeah. they are like yeah they're, they're like glued. super connected which well, is so funny because, because yeah they don't have cracked actually their parents yeah. are cracked out
1: at the you know at the, at the
0: comic not present but yeah i don't yeah that kind of it's interesting because the whole thing is kind of about like growing our uh pack right growing growing our or becoming lost to the family our crew yeah and and yet it seems like they're together in everything except for when they attack the house and i wonder if that just played out that way for the The purpose of the movie moving along and then being able to take them out because like how
1: could you you couldn't deal with them all at once i mean like come on seriously
0: i i would I would think not. Like, if this were real life, then they're that powerful and they can fly. I'm like, I don't know. they took
1: out the freaking biker crew partying on the beach. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you could shoot them and you could do whatever. You have to use a stake or you have to use holy water. And not just some holy water. You have to immerse them.
1: He yeah, got baptized. Stuck. Yeah, I totally got <laughs> baptized unto death.
0: It didn't work for him though, man. That was, was disgusting.
1: So,
0: gross. <laughs> so grody, but it was interesting because it was a combo, right? They did the holy water and the garlic. So maybe that's right. what the key was. You got to combo up those holinesses to kill the vampire.
1: Yeah, and, and it was the dog that like got him back in there, right? Like, yeah, he to get out. I the was dog. even. Every time I see the movie,
0: I, I I don't remember the dog doing that, and I ever, even this time I was like, push him in, and then the dog jumps up and pushes. Him. I'm like, oh okay, <laughs> man's best friend, it's there for you. I mean, you yeah, the it. dog was awesome. I wonder whatever happened to Max's dog
1: because oh.
0: Max didn't come home, so the dog's just like some. What do they call it? the beasts of hell or something. Remember in the uh, comic? They,
1: yeah. Yeah. It was like a uh, he, protector. Sam, yeah. And Jack was really confused because Jack was like, Oh, I thought that like the wolves were the immortal enemy of uh, vampires. But I think, I don't know if what was protecting the vampire lair was a wolf. I think it was like something else, like a modified wolf. Maybe.
0: Well, the dog, you mean like the white dog that was Max's Yeah, protector. Dog? Yeah. I think it, it was more of a, it's not a werewolf, right? Right. And so I think maybe there's a difference between a werewolf. and Maybe he's and been a fed a
1: dog. that Max's blood. Yeah. Yeah. They have him drink. He's a half wolf. He's a and half he's, wolf. He's, he's loyal to, He's a loyal to the clan because he's been inducted <laughs> with some
0: blood. I think that's absolutely correct. It's got to be. We should have. We should. They should have hired us as children to help them write this script. We would have flushed those those inconsistencies out.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're there. We're there to deliver. But yeah, dude, this movie's so classic. It's a fun one. It's so classic and it's so over the top and just, um, it's so, it screams eighties. Yes. So Try to see if there's anything else that I made note of.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I have a couple other notes. um, That I thought were interesting.
1: The only other thing for me was like the motorcycle crew. It's interesting that it seems like the victims of the vampires is always like a group that's on their way to hell. So it's like they can be dispatched
0: mostly, you know? except for like the the cop and the security guard. I don't That's feel like true. they did anything besides try just to stop confront. them. Yeah, they yeah. Them. It's like, oh, and so it's almost like those juxtapositions, right? Are those two differences where it's one is those that are evil, and then one it's those that are trying to to, to stand in the way. Mm-hmm. So it's like the evil and the righteous. I don't know if that was intentional or they just did that. Yeah. To, moved the movie along.
1: What um, was the other thing that came up for you? You know, I just
0: thought it was funny in the beginning. So like that scene where Sam gets introduced to the Frog Brothers in the comic shop. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting how they're like testing him, right? They're confronting him, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. And then he he plays up to this real powerful you know, or are, are this real knowledgeable guy. And that's not quite enough, right? Because it still takes time to develop. But I, I find that that happens at times, right? Where we have the potential of someone in front of us who could be a great friend. And yet we're like on guard, we have to mm-hmm. test their uh, willingness like their or worth or yeah. And I wonder why, you know, why that's our instinct, you know, I, I I can understand it's probably because of our amygdala, it's because of fear we're trying to protect, but it really can distance us from some good relationships. I mean, they're, they're lucky because as a young kid, right. You just keep coming back.
1: It's part of the process of, you know, do we, do we relate? Are we on the same page? Are we, it's this way? Cause you know, friendships are built on shared, interests shared experiences you know you've got to have something that binds a friendship together whether it's you know sports or some an activity that you do i mean you just be friendly with somebody and that's yeah. cool but if you don't have something to do together well you know so i wonder if part we, of that is is like do we like the same things or are we into the same things yeah. and then you're testing uh you know their uh well sometimes we before we don't give enough time to- to
0: see, we do have a lot of common interests, right? right? We, we kind of shut it down. Give somebody a chance yeah. quickly. The other thing I thought was um, really the pull to impressing others, like that pull to prayer pre- peer pressure, was really evident with Michael and with Star and with David. Like he does certain things, I feel like just to impress her right and it's really interesting how oh, in life absolutely
1: like being goaded being yeah. goaded on the motorcycle ride yep. is
0: all about that. i mean that's all that is he man. almost kills himself right i mean right. he almost flies and and that and then drinking the blood and like there's these different moments for michael where he really falls prey to this peer pressure and it's really for a desire to impress and to show someone that he's enough but obviously she thinks something of him
1: Like she's looking at him. She, you know, talks to him. She comes to him the next day or whatever. The scary thing too is, is like how much the Lost Boys, led by Kiefer Severlin, like do not care. Yeah, they don't care at all. They're just goading him to see if he'll come along. And if he's willing, then like, oh, you'll become one of us. You know, there was a lot of seduction. You know what I mean? There was a lot of seduction, but like not based on Hey, we want you to be one of us. It was just like, will you go as far as we'll go? And then, like, we'll, we'll get no, to be one of us. It them. shows
0: how much we, as human beings, desire connection. That there, we're willing to like completely violate. go into our limbic system and make right. stupid decisions and violate our own moral code, yeah, just whatever. to feel connection. Right. And we see that a lot, right? I see it in my own life at times. I see it, I, you know, I see it in all all types of people's lives where we just make decisions, and then it's like, why did I do that? Right. And I, it's really because we don't have, you know, a we don't have attachment. that confidence, yeah, and secure attachment in ourselves to
1: continue. Or we're forward. experimenting. You know, we're sure. trying to figure out our identity and where do we fit in. And but I you know, don't need to, you know,
0: I don't need to drink blood to. No. do that, right? Or I don't need sure to don't. almost drive off a cliff. Well, to... <laughs>
1: sometimes you do. Depends. It just depends on how cool you want to be, Michael.
0: Yeah, I wonder if there's different grades of blood. You know how there's like grades of maple syrup? So like the pure stuff? I mean, there's different animals, human blood. Good question. You've got to test it out. I wonder if there's like a blood tasting. You know how they do wine tasting? There's blood like a blood tasting. tasting society. There's so many things about this movie that I feel like I'm undereducated on blood blood types vampires why do certain things kill vampires and why does a head vampire players. have different rules than other vampires yes and the best part of the movie is the sexy half-dressed saxophone player that was so into his They're rock saxophone playing, it, playing dude just creating. how awesome would it have been if it was michael bolton that would have been like awesome him with bill clinton both in their underwear oiled up playing their saxes that this movie would be number one
1: no forever Mm -hmm. it would have been amazing i'm happy to forget bill clinton forever but yes (laughs) why
0: i will never forget was it arsenio hall that he played the saxophone on i remember him doing that That and just thinking this I just so, thought, oh, so
1: funny. it's like, awesome so good for him good for him he so can pathetic. play saxophone
0: it's so weird it's oh like totally just like because you trying. said that i'm gonna learn the saxophone i'm gonna put underwear anybody? on grease up and i'm gonna play it and then post it on our youtube
1: do it it's gonna be definitely amazing. go viral we will go definitely
0: viral. gain lots of listeners
1: <laughs> not the kind that we want maybe though <laughs>
0: I thought it was a fun movie. I I remember oh, it it's just show. fun. It was nostalgic too. I remember watching it as a kid a lot. I haven't seen it in probably 20 great years commentary
1: or more. <laughs> on the changing dynamics around family and coming yes. of age, and figuring out who you are and where do your loyalties lie. It was yeah, lots show. of fun ones. We recommend you take a look. And it and for
0: a Radar movie, uh, I mean, there's some blood in it. I don't think I, I don't realized even, it was rated R. Yeah,
1: I don't even think. You said it. I mean, there's no nudity. I thought and, when I was watching it with Jack, I was like, oh no, is this sex scene about to get real? And then I was like, oh no, it's probably a PG movie. And then, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I was wrong. Well, and not only that, well, and the sex scene didn't show anything, right? No. I just skipped no, it through just it. Like, I was like, was uh, like but then no, I looked at it. No, it was just like sheets. Because I was like, oh, Jack, nothing. yeah, I was like, oh, Jack, you might want to cover up. And then it was just like sheets. And then I don't remember, was there, there was, ma- I can't remember if there was an F word or not. If there was, there was I don't maybe think there one. Was. I, don't, yeah, I don't I don't remember. remember.
0: So it's just, there's just the one scene where they kill the bikers and there's blood. And then there's, well, well, there's the blood scenes where the vampires are killed. Like the shining. You know, look at, look at like Common Sense Media or something and see if you feel comfortable. But it's a pretty, it's a a pretty mellow R-rated movie for sure. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, All right. Thanks for tuning in. It was fun. Adios, amigos.